0: The second is the compensatory theory. We review the historical development of these two concepts and the objections to them because it shows the persistence of these ideas from the 16th century to the present. We then turn to more contemporary evidence from experimental games and from a survey that we conducted. The contemporary evidence mirrors what we see in historical debates. People care about fairness when it comes to taxation but across individuals, there are profound differences in how treating people as equals is interpreted. These differences, in turn, result in different policy preferences about taxing the rich, and ultimately affect the tax policies that countries adopt. The Ability to Pay Doctrine At first blush, The notion that those with more should be able to pay a higher rate of tax sounds so obvious that there may not be much point in asking who first came up with the idea. The real question is how those who agree with this principle have tried to reconcile it with the norm of treating citizens as equals. The precise phrase, ability to pay, only became connected with taxation at the end of the 19th century. Yet the underlying idea has a much longer history, This story shows how there have been permanent features to the debate about taxing the rich. Proponents of the ability-to-pay doctrine, sometimes also called the faculty theory, have suggested that it does involve treating citizens as equals. Those opposed have said that the doctrine is difficult to implement, and they doubt whether it is the right criterion for judging fairness. They would say that the ability-to-pay doctrine needs to be supplemented, or even replaced, by a consideration of whether people earned their money fairly or unfairly in the first place. While these critiques are powerful, historically, ability-to-pay arguments have had a substantial impact on attitudes toward taxing the rich. What may be the first modern reference to the ability-to-pay principle dates from Florence in the early 16th century. The first critiques also date from this era, In 1500, the city's governing council had introduced, or actually reintroduced, a progressive tax on land income known as the Decima Scalata. The tax was a subject of great controversy, and these debates attracted the attention of Francesco Guicciardini. He wrote a short text, which has become known simply as La Decima Scalata, in which he presented imagined discourses of two orators before the council. One opposed and one in favor. Guicciardini himself was opposed to the tax, but it is presumed by historians that his text reflects the positions taken by both Florentine proponents and opponents of taxing the rich. The discourse in favor of the Decima contains a passage that mirrors ability to pay positions taken centuries later. However, the equality of a tax does not consist in this. That the rate each person must pay should be the same from one to another, but that the payment should be of a kind that one and the other are inconvenienced to the same degree. The opponent of progressive taxation in Guicciardini's discourse had several responses to this ability to pay claim. The first was that the rich needed to spend more than the poor to maintain their standing. The second was that, in a republic, people ought to be treated as equals in the sense of having equal political rights without striving to use the tax system to obtain either equality of sacrifice or equality of outcomes. I admit that equality is a good thing in a republic, indeed a necessary one, because it is the foundation of liberty. But the equality that we are seeking is as follows, that no citizen may oppress another, that each is equal before the law and its magistrates, and that the vote of each man who is eligible to participate in this council has the same weight as that of any other. Florentine critics of progressive taxation also made one further comment. Maybe the rich deserve their money because they had earned it. In other words, ability to pay isn't the right criterion to judge fairness in taxation. This has been common in critiques of the ability to pay doctrine up to the present day. Writing a century before Guicciardini, Matteo Palmieri in his Della Vita Civile suggested that if the rich had more money, it was because they were more virtuous and more industrious.